Hey guys, and welcome to uh, kind of an unusual episode of the JRE Review. We're doing a entire episode on JRE 1979, Dr. Asim Maholtra. Now, this was a guy that was on recently, not that long ago, April 29th, and uh, he kind of came out, you know, really speaking against a lot of the stuff that happened with COVID and um the and the vaccine and you know early days this was would have been pretty controversial i think it's less so now and and maybe to some it is but we're, we're trying to make sense of it i've got a good friend of mine on the show trevor wallen what's up trev what's going on my man and uh i've known trevor forever um, we've agreed on, in so many ways, a lot of things in our lives, and uh, we both cared a great deal about what happened in the process of the COVID pandemic. Um, yet we also disagreed on a lot of things and, and kind of went in different directions. And it was puzzling probably to both of us, um, wouldn't you say? Yeah, for sure. And it was a pretty hard time. And also, you know, I, I, I think if you extrapolate that out into society as a whole, it, it was a lot of what was happening out there. So a lot of confusion. And uh, we're just going to go over this podcast, uh, the Asim one, pick out some points, see what we think, and and, and try and make a, a little bit of sense of it. All right, let's get going. You are listening to the Joe Rogan Experience Review Podcast. We find little nuggets, treasures, valuable pieces of gold in the Joe Rogan Experience Podcast and pass them on to you, perhaps expand a little bit. We are not associated with Joe Rogan in any way. Think of us as the talking dead to Joe's walking dead. You're listening to the Joe Rogan Experience Review. What a bizarre thing we've created. Now with your host, Adam Thorne. This might either be the worst podcast or the best one of all time. One, go. Enjoy the show. All right. So, Dr. Seam. So, this guy's a, he's a British cardiologist. He does keyhole mm-hmm. heart surgery. And, um, and yeah, I think, I think, Trev, let's go back to really what, how we started most of this discussion is we were finishing up a hunting mm-hmm. trip. It was fairly early on. In the pandemic, and we and we listened to um, Dr. Rhonda Patrick, and and we kind of discussed through that podcast. Uh, now, not to bring up any key points, but do you remember much about that discussion? You know, I don't. Re- I don't remember actually. I was trying to piece it together, but I've slept poorly since then. I think. Yeah. Well, uh, really, a lot of it was that you know, as we know. She's very good at yeah. compiling data, right? Yeah. And then and then finding yeah. the data that um, m- most people agree on in the scientific community. And and since this was yeah. kind of early on in the pandemic, she was doing that. She was doing what she does well. Yeah. And yeah. I had some concerns about it, like how quickly maybe vaccines were getting made, or you know, just the overwhelming like. Um, kind of push towards towards the direction of like there was just one fix for this, you know. Do you remember what year that was? I think it was the pe- it was twenty one. 
Yeah, I think so. Yeah. I think it must have been like fall of 21. You think it was that late? It had to have been, right? Because we were hunting. Yeah, because we were out hunting, so that would have been the fall. Yeah, so it would have been going a while, you know? You'd think that. Yep. And, yep. and probably for her and most people, they, they were like, hey, we've got we've got enough data now. I mean, it took them a while to make the vaccine anyway, right? Yeah, probably like that. Uh, that December of twenty one, I think, is when things started to roll out. Right. Yep. Yep. Somewhere in there. I mean, I said it earlier today, and and it's no knock on her, but but you know, if or if, twenty December twenty, if someone is very good at gathering data and it's peer-reviewed, so she's like, right, this is kind of outsourced to being correct, which is how all of us, or a lot of us think anyway. I mean, that's how science is made. It's probably difficult to disseminate incorrect um, and, and kind of errors in data, right? Or at least major biases. Maybe she hadn't dealt with that before. I mean, maybe a lot of people haven't. I mean, there's there's always been biases in data and peer-reviewed papers, mm-hmm. but it, it just overwhelmingly to me it was like a suspicion that there was there was a lot of those going on. Yeah, I, I don't know. I I think I mean you you were skeptical pretty early in the process compared to me for sure. At least that's what I remember thinking. But you know, like early on. You know, as I've like read into things a little bit, it seems like, you know, that's that was the consensus, you know, and and that's what you do as a medical doctor or a scientist is you go with what information is more like widely reproduced, you know, so you can come up with some sort of solid narrative of what's happening. Yeah, it makes sense. You know what I mean? Yeah, of course. I mean, and that, that early that early COVID was different than the you know the later covid and so maybe we maybe it was different in the first year or so and it changed i don't know thinking out loud yeah no i get it i get it i mean people were certainly very concerned and very afraid early on um you know what what i just wasn't seeing is that Mm -hmm. that people just dropping like flies like they were saying it took a long time before Many people I know yeah. are even really having any impact from this, and and by then I was heavily closed down. You know, everybody I knew mm-hmm. wasn't working, um, and yeah. the, just those kind of restrictions. It was it was like that was the real pain on people's lives. Yeah, and then extrapolating that out today, I mean, it's pretty clear that a lot of our economy being a disaster like it is. And supply chains just being destroyed all came from shutting things down. So I, I think it's really important to get an idea of like how necessary was that? And it, was there a mm-hmm. way to kind of work around it? Right. It's It, it just seems so yeah. easy to just say, well, we didn't know and we all had to be safe and that was just the end of it. And OK, sure. but like how many times are we going to say that again? Like I, One I think we want to really maybe? say what. Once every hundred years, hopefully, no more. Yeah, I mean, but that is kind of a way, right? It's like, well, we haven't had to yeah. do this before, totally. so we won't ever have to do this again. And I was very suspicious yeah. of that always too. That one seems mm-hmm. way too simplistic. 
because a lot of, you know, government officials definitely, I mean, Gavin Newsom especially, like, it, they enjoyed that power. They took full control, so? of course. Yeah, they took full control of, of that power. They They were like... They were like dictators in their own state. Anything that they said went. Can you, can you, yeah, probably. Yeah, maybe there's that like, that group of, there's definitely obviously like that group of politicians or maybe not even politicians, but people that just really enjoy that power, the having control over everybody. I, that's something that, you know, you, you ruin a lot of people's lives at the same time. You know what I mean? You're, you're not going to make everybody, it's not, it's not, you know, all good or all bad, but it's, it's, I don't know. It doesn't, didn't work out well for a lot of people. Yeah, maybe, sure. And maybe Newsom is one of those guys that, that just likes the power of it. He does seem a little greasy. <laughs> yeah. It's that hair. But it, but more to <laughs> me was like, I was worried that there wasn't going to be like really clear reflection on this. It was like, mm -hmm. Oh, we just did sure. this and we moved by it. And when right. something similar happens, I mean, th th there's like parallels that don't even need to relate to a pandemic or a vaccine, right? It mm -hmm. could just be some other yeah. big thing that's very dangerous and we need to kind of take control again and, yeah. you know, and and sure, yeah, maybe, like it, maybe it doesn't happen. Maybe it is every hundred years. But I would like to think there are people out there that are very concerned that it's not just that. And they're not just going to sit there and trust, you know, the the powers that be to make that decision. Yeah, I, it, I agree I, with you. That that's a lot of where we, my early concerns uh, really kicked off, mm -hmm. and and also the yeah. narratives. I mean, it was it was fairly clear early on that who it was affecting, right? Old people yeah, were going to be they're old. You can't do anything about yeah. that. They're going to be old, right? Yeah. Then there was a lot of the autoimmune stuff, and the the range mm -hmm. of that is huge. I mean, technically having psoriasis is an autoimmune disease, but it's not going to make you die of COVID, right? So mm -hmm. how to even define where you are on that spectrum. And then obesity, yeah. which is clearly the biggest factor here, and there was just no energy in that direction, which was very strangely su suspicious. And... What do, you, what do you mean there's no energy in that direction? Well, to f fix it. Nobody was saying lose weight. Oh. Like, here's ways to do it. This is what you could do. No, yeah, you're right. It was it was all just, just get vaccinated and don't worry. And, and, and you can mitigate those other issues, like being older, being overweight, yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. Right. And and then, like, clearly that one, like, if if there was, like, energy towards, like, getting healthier or losing weight, which would be overwhelmingly beneficial to the people that were high mm -hmm. risk, we could also guarantee zero side effects unless right. somebody became, you know, anorexic because of it. But that seems unlikely. So, so we yeah, lean towards like we lean towards the 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 vaccine approach, right? And ultimately yeah. it's science. I was never against vaccines before. I never really took the flu vaccine because yeah. I didn't I just don't really get Somebody hit with it. no, but like growing up in England, we get tons of vaccines. I think we get more than you guys get here. They love jabbing us Probably. up, um, you know. And so That's many of them are super valuable. I mean, that was almost kind of like one area of science I didn't even ever question. 
I just felt like vaccines were like the part of science that was the best. You know, I knew like opioids and other medications were really bad for you and caused a lot of problems. Mm -hmm. Um, But when it came to vaccines, I was like, yeah, well, it's better than dying of, you know, polio or measles or typhoid. Well, that's one thing that I think they they said later in the episode, which was kind of striking to me. And I, I forget. I think it was it was late in the episode, but it was like from the eight late like the mid eighteen eighteen hundreds until like I don't know within the last ten years, there'd been this huge average increase in life expect expectancy, uh, uh, which back then it was like forty years in the mid eighteen hundreds, and that just medicine itself accounted for only three to five percent or something like that. Do you remember that part of the conversation? Yeah, I do. But there's all these like public interventions. I think it was the point of what really made the biggest difference that we have this faith in medicine, but really it's, it hasn't improved our lives a whole lot. I I think, I think a lot of those stats are like, um, you know, less babies dying as well. And yeah, yeah, that kind of brings up, Average life expectancy is a big deal, you know, quite a lot. Um, yeah. But, you know, people have been we, – we have this idea that, you know, in the, er, people in the past only lived to like 45 or whatever. I mean, the, mm-hmm. there's pretty decent accounts that there were Romans that lived, Greeks even, that lived way later mm-hmm. in their life. Yep. I mean, we, we've been able to do this for a life, while. Yeah. Yeah, I well, we've got some clips here, and I think I think that might kind of uh, clear. Well, you just kind of direct the conversation a little bit, but uh, yeah, I want to go go through a few of these. We'll discuss them and and just kind of okay. uh, see what we're thinking. There's something no, called the pre-randomization no. running period. No. So before the trial actually starts, people are enrolled, and then um, if you get side effects you are taken out of the trial before it starts. So what happens is, yeah. So what, oh, wow. Yeah, so what happens is the, the end result of those trials is therefore biased towards people who didn't get side effects. And then, they, and then even then, they're, you know, under, so there's a big under-reporting issue now. And they have no responsibility to report the people that were removed that also got side effects? Well, so what they do is very interesting. They get around it slightly, um, slightly sneaky. They, in one of these trials called the Heart Protection Study, 36,000 people were removed from the trial before it began, one of the largest statin trials. And what they did was they mentioned this, but they said they, they used the word non-compliant suggesting that the patients didn't take the pills. Oh, wow. Right. Yeah. So so let me just say why I felt like that should be keyed up is because yeah. I, I, I think, you know, a lot of people have like an inflated idea of how these things are figured out. It's like, oh, doctors, like, I and I hear this so much, right? And mm-hmm. especially from people that went the direction of like, I need every next jab and whatever my doctor says and I believe everything my doctor says Uh, don't get me wrong I think it is good to check in with your doctor especially when squirrely stuff's happening with your body I mean you gotta go to where somebody can help you right you can't just eat garlic and expect to fix your life but there's almost like this blind um, kind of outsourcing of, of knowledge to them Right. Number one, mm-hmm. doctors don't make these studies. Right. They're not even real scientists. 
Like that's that's kind of not unfair to say. It's more more like a social <laughs> science. Like they're very good right. at memorizing a lot of things, and then over time yeah. they get a lot of experience. So I'm not, I'm not really taking anything away from. It. But it's not like a chemist, a biologist. Like you're a biologist, you know this. Um, so yeah, this is how clinical trials are kind of put together. And I'm not inclined yep. to believe that he made this up, right? I've heard similar right. things. What's your I, take I on it? I feel like they're, I feel like they're, you're kind of, and we, you and I've got gone into this over the years, you know, since, since that, that first conversation, but, um, I think that you're kind of underselling, um, you know, the, the, the role that, that specialists play in our life, right? So they, these people, there's a lot of people that devote their whole life to understanding uh, disease or whatever the hell it is, climate, plants, climate science or whatever. And so with what you said there, I think it kind of underplays their value. You know what I mean? And, but, but to the point that he's making in that clip, um, that was that was that was really shocking to me. Like I, I wish you would def, like to point at something that defined noncompliance, because I felt like he was just kind of like, like winging it. Like, well, that means that they, uh, you know, were unwilling to take the medicine or to stop taking the medicine. When I looked up, like trying to find, well, how do they filter out, you know, people for these studies? Obviously, you're not going to find anything to figure out how pharma, pharmacy, pharmacological companies weed out people but um i would have liked a little bit more explanation there yeah and and i guess my uh, point to this it's pretty critical right that's a pretty critical point yeah like because he's saying these studies that we're using to pass these drugs through uh through trials from the get-go is undermined which may i i, I actually i kind of believe it, sure there's there's a big incentive to do that. And my question to yeah. you is, is this the best we can, like, obviously nothing is the best we can do. Like, nobody's perfect. These things aren't perfect. Mm -hmm. But is this even mm -hmm. acceptable, really? No, it's not. It shouldn't be. 100% it's not. No. But, and and but, then if you add point, in. We don't really know. I get it. But, if, but also, let's say this is how it's always been. And now mm -hmm. I'm like, oh, I see why it actually costs $100 million to make any medication. And a long, long time. Right. Because most of the trials that they use are like sloppy mm -hmm. as fuck. Like, don't get me wrong. Well, I couldn't do better. I'm not a, I couldn't do better. <laughs> but like hearing that, it sounds, it sounds really? like there's some ugly gray area, right? So I'm For glad sure. that it takes $100 million to make a medication. And I'm also glad that it takes a long time. We did not get a long time with this one. I agree it was rushed. But like you said that it feel like it's always been this way. Uh, later on also in the, the episode, they whenever he's highlighting the, the documentary that uh, Dr. Mahaltra is making is, uh, you know, they talk about the, that inflection point in time when it changed. And it was back in the '80s under Reagan when they when they deregulated the 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 system, uh, and and that was the switch. And I'm I'm curious to see that video that that uh, documentary they put together. But it hasn't always been that way. But 
Yeah, we kind of uh, made it so that the farm farm for so that those companies can make make more money off of it. Right, right. I mean, you so, know, Reagan also did the thing where he did, closed down a lot of the um, kind of mental institutions, which mm. just created a havoc with the homeless situation in the eighties too. So yep. it kind of plays yep. into that, and you know, not to like pick a time or a person and bag on them. It's like I don't really know a lot about him, but um, it was a the '80s was a money making time, bro. There was a lot of cocaine flowing around, and maybe it was just like we got to get the stock market pumping at all costs. Who knows? Um, yeah, I mean, it's coming out in the '70s, which is like a you know a real low point in the U.S. economy, probably the world economy. So you're probably right. Well, we invented the nuclear bomb in 1945, right? You can't do that without good science, a lot of good science. So we definitely had good science before we had these sloppy types of clinical trials. And it's not hard mm -hmm. for me to believe that it was once better. You know, it's almost like yeah. now they're just looking at it through a lens of, all right, let's just not get sued, make a lot of money and make it pretty good as best we can. Right. And, you know, I don't or believe anyone nefarious is there either, trying to make it not good. But you just can't no, rush that shit. They're there to make profits. Like, they, you know, they said they hit on it a lot, especially in the first front, like the front end of the episode. You know, those, the, the folks that are in this company, these companies are there to, to make profits for their, for their shareholders. Dude, the fact so that they made $100 billion dollars and yeah. they're not required to release the data on these trials, right? Or a lot of the data that could get mm -hmm. them in trouble for like 80 years, which is wacky. Basically, everyone yeah. is dead by the time this company will be held responsible. Mm -hmm. Right? It, yeah. like, they're, oh, and also they're completely free of getting sued as well yeah that was like put in yeah like th those those yeah. are massive red flags dude right agreed if yeah. if they definitely... were really like hey we're doing our best right um mm -hmm. we're, we're a pro for-profit company but we're, we're we only care about the people so this isn't going to mm -hmm. be a big money maker we're we're just all in on this because everyone's suffering and we want to be held responsible but we're doing our best like, that's sure. a fucking company I can trust. And I don't see why they couldn't have done that. I really don't. If they really believed in what they were doing, why couldn't they have mm -hmm. done something very close to that? I think because there, there, there was a lot of pressure, man, for, for the government to, to find a solution. And, you know, I think uh, back in 2020, it was whenever it was President Trump that um, uh, imposed the uh, Defense Production Act, right? Because one, like, he, there was hospitals were overwhelmed with people. You know, I remember, so I worked for an agency. We were building hospitals around the country because the because all the other existing hospitals couldn't keep up with the amount of people with severe COVID. And then, so they they instituted the Defense Production Act back in 2020 just to just to make ventilators. I mean, they later figured out that it was wrong, but I don't know, man. 
No, no, it's good. Continue. Continue. That's good. I mean, the ventilator thing was a total disaster. It was a disaster. Yeah. Total disaster. But they didn't know. They were trying. So there was just, there was a lot of pressure on people to find a fucking solution because if you're, if your medical system locks up because you have gunshot wounds and heart attacks and all this other shit is not getting treated because all your beds are filled with people that can't breathe, you know, that has, that has wide work, uh, ranging impacts on, on cities, you know? So there's, I get it. there's a lot of, a lot of pressure to figure it out. And everybody was looking at the U S to find a solution. Yeah. Everybody's looking at Trump, you know, my he, concern he, with that type of pressure is is uh-huh. like that is almost the catalyst for like this everyone has to be on board because we don't have time for anything totally. else and then are well, we I'm... really like evaluating the data as it gets created at that point no that, that's what we evaluate it fast enough yeah i mean you had to get it out there and then hopefully you know it didn't do a whole lot of harm and hopefully it it slowed the disease so that you could could respond to it in a in a more comprehensive way. You know that was that was what I remember the conversation being. Let's slow this thing down, right? Yeah. Early on. Well, I I remember time. I remember people like be like ha- getting shot and going into the hospital and then being considered a COVID death. And then I also remember hearing about hospitals getting. Uh, paid money, like more money, mm-hmm. to to have a COVID death over other types of deaths, which is a dangerous incentive. Sure. Okay. Did you? Did you, I? I looked. I tried to find stuff about that. I don't know if you did, but I couldn't find anything. I remember like people talking about that. I think that was like a Fox, a Fox News narrative. Mm-mm. I, and maybe there, maybe there's truth to it, but I'm just saying I couldn't find anything that really kind of pieced that together because, I mean, if that's the case, then yeah, you're going to inflate numbers for sure, right? But, which which only leads to like more hysteria around the problem, right? Mm-hmm. Instead of just being like, okay, what is actually happening here? All right, I want to jump over to yeah. another clip though, and let's uh, let's let's piece this one. Over-medicated population now is a big, it's a public health crisis, even pre-pandemic. One estimate uh, from Peter Gosher, who is a co-founder of the very prestigious independent Cochrane collaboration in the BMJ, suggests that the third most common cause of death now globally after heart disease and cancer is prescribed medications. What your doctor prescribes for you, mainly because of avoidable side effects, and these are avoidable because the decision-making and the prescription often doesn't involve informed consent. And when you tell people the full benefits and harms in absolute terms of drugs, mostly they, they're more conservative. They're less likely to take the pills. But also the information that doctors are using to make clinical decisions are based upon these industry-sponsored trials where they keep their data commercially confidential, mm-hmm. which ultimately means that the safety and the benefits are grossly exaggerated. Right. And I I don't think that that clip would be one that m- many people would have disagreed with before COVID. Pharmaceutical companies were not really seen as many people's friends. I think if I had even talked to you and been like, "What do you trust these guys? And you'd be like, no, dude, they mostly just kill everybody or give us opioids. Um, mm-hmm. 
but there definitely has been a huge shift, right? But yeah, yeah, for sure. No, well, I don't know. I don't know if that's true. I no, I don't the, want to put words in your mouth, yeah. but I can't imagine that any <laughs> no, of us were like pro them. I don't think any of us are now. I think that that during the pandemic, um, you know, there was it wasn't just we weren't just listening to the to the drug companies, right? Like there was Johns Hopkins University that was releasing information, uh, then you know that supported early vaccination. You know, there's all these kind of well-known institutions that were trying to study it in real time, right? You're kind of building the plane as you fly it. And so obviously I'm, I'm coming down on, on, on given, uh, on like early vaccination. I think it was a good idea, but, um, there, I think we weren't like saying, oh, well, fucking Johnson and Johnson, those are my guys, you know, I'm not, I don't, I'm in their corner. I don't think that's the case. I think all of us, or I don't know if all of us, maybe not, but you know, there's a, been enough instances over time. No, I get it, but, it, but you brought up an important point there. And and you're hmm. outsourcing the thinking to these doctors and hospitals. That yeah, in universities that were doing studies <laughs> that were getting yeah. a lot of their information from these pharmaceutical companies. Like the only it's way they on. knew anything about the vaccines were from mm -hmm. studies done by Pfizer, Moderna, Johnson & Johnson. Right. That was done in a way that from the previous clip is like they can just – they can kind of fudge these sorts of numbers. Yeah. Right? Well, they were they were efficacy, efficacy studies, right? So there are those early studies that were done by the drug companies, and that's the only data set we had. I think there was that, yeah. It wasn't – like later in the, later in time, you get those effectiveness studies where you get to see how drugs are uh, playing out in the public, it, like out in the wild, right? You get to see how all those change. And I think early on, you just had a small data set, and you, yeah, I bet we we probably depended a lot on the drug companies for data. Yeah, I, that that might be true. Which is well, which is probably well, how yeah. it's it's always been, you know. Yeah, and and yep. I don't know if the like the the same potential biases to how much money they could be making were there. But it was it was almost like these three companies were given just mm -hmm. the like it they were the only ones yep. allowed to drive on the freeway. And it was like they were you go and you won't get sued and we won't release yep. data. You're gonna all make a ton yep. of money and please tell us what to do. And and then yep. there were a lot of smart people that like John Hopkins that I trust a lot. I, they come out with great um, medical findings all the time. And they're just sure. like waiting, like hands out, like hungry kids asking for more, like give us the information. And, and the, Maybe. Maybe that's how it went. I don't know. Yeah, I, it, just, it just seems what, what like... What else would you have used that room? Do know? what? What else, what other data would you be able to use that early? You know, they probably heavily depended on it uh, to um, to to make decisions or to, you know, they probably had to use the drug company data um, to provide their analysis of what's going on. Maybe. Yeah. But actually, I don't know. Well, but I mean, let, let's just say that you were kind of sat in that seat, right? 
and mm-hmm. and you had to make uh, some decision on this, right? So mm-hmm. you're like, all right, we're all either all in with this one thing that was quickly made, and that this is the only place we're getting the data from, and we know that they've been a part of some of the biggest lawsuits in history because of sure. people they've killed and other drugs they've made. Maybe yeah. there's another dialogue here. Like, what else is happening? Like, they knew early on that vitamin D was very low and a lot of people that were going to the hospital and were very sick. Mm. It's a very important hormone that aids in your immune system. It's also mm. very, very cheap. And we could have got that to everybody real fast. Like, no doubt, no sure. question. 100%. Sure. And, and very little talk about this. You know, I just yeah. I just don't want to let him off the hook. Like this is kind of how my mind worked with it. It's there, there's a yeah. lot of that kind of talking that was frustrating to me as I tried to make sense of it. Is like, oh, well, that was the best mm-hmm. they could do, and it was just at the beginning, and everyone was just doing their best, and we were, they were all trying to figure it out. And I'm like, well, if that's the best, then I don't trust a lot of these people, and I really yeah. don't feel comfortable moving away from this situation like probably a lot of people in the u.s and the world do to where we don't trust these institutions to help us be safe mm-hmm. it's like oh yeah, we do I have agree. to figure it out ourselves because they still don't have a packet i got covid how long ago right before we went to austin it was the first time i got yeah. it and tested positive for it and now i got one of the later variants i don't know what they're on now like gamma delta no like Zeta. It's got to be Zeta, one of the last yeah. ones. So, you know, yeah. it, it's not affecting people that bad. But I'm 41 and I traveled. All this shit. Yeah, all yeah. this shit. I mean, it, it mm. from everything I've heard about COVID, it should have affected me a lot worse. But, um, it, yeah, but you're, you're in shape. You exercise. You take your health seriously. You know, yeah. That, that you didn't have any pre existing conditions that we know of. Yeah, that was helpful. And it was late in the. You know that's what disease does, right? That's what virus viruses do is they 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 lessen with uh, lethality over time, right? In in a lot of cases, right? And then they generally get more transmittable, but yeah. but yep. but less dangerous, right? And it, it's done yeah. that, yeah. At least that's how I understand it. Yeah. So, but you know, um, quickly I made it through it, and it was fine. It was. Fairly unusual. You're a well, but it was fairly unusual. It, did, it, you know, I don't want to lessen like how awful it was for people because it did feel more unusual than anything that I got previously, for sure. I it did not affect me well, dude. I was like, you know, we got it in my household, and my wife and kids tested positive for it. And you know, I had gotten the vaccine, and it had been probably six months since I had the vaccine, and more recent for my for my crew. But I was laid low for like three or four days with, you know, just really heavy, like like real heavy flu symptoms. Not like I, you know, I never noticed real severe breathing issues or tightness in my chest, but it was like a really bad flu for me. But, but the rest of my crew, it was you know, it was milder. Sure. What was the protocol when you got it? Did you go to the doctor, or you just um, tested and laid low? I tested and laid low. Yeah, well, I I, I went to the doctor, 
And I said, I think yeah. I have it. Wore my mask, and they did it. And then they were like, all right, we, we get the test back pretty soon. And I was like, well, I already tested positive at home. And they were like, well, we have a better test. I was like, okay, cool. And then I said, all right, uh, what do I take away with me? And they were like, wait, mm -hmm. what? And I go, no, 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 give, I need like the packet, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, I, I there's got to be like a goodie bag. I mean, yeah. I used to go to my friend's birthday parties when I was a kid, and you would leave with you a wanted, goodie bag. You would get a bit of cake. You, wanted some, you would get you wanted some, some stickers. Yeah, something. <laughs> yeah, lollipop? Something like a, Didn't even get like a lollipop. Like a, like a Thor sticker? You wanted your Thor sticker. No, I felt like they would give you a thing of vitamin yeah, D supplementation, so. mm -hmm. you know, which is nothing. That's like five bucks. A year supply, Insurance probably. Doesn't provide for any of that, dude. Dude, it's a fucking hospital, and this is like the worst thing that closed the world down. They didn't have anything to give yeah. me. Like, th no, does that not strike you at hydrated. all as unusual? They didn't say maybe you know, like eventually yeah, you know, lose like, weight. Like, I mean, I'm not like an obese person, but they, just no they advice, agree. nothing. They said nothing. The cure was go home and go to bed. Go. Yep. Yeah, I agree. And I this mean, is they, they three years later. Giving you something. Yeah. They could have given you something. And and that's... Some vitamin D. That would have been easy. Some ivermectin. Yeah, right. Some some <laughs> horse dewormer. But, <laughs> you know, it, that is just still odd to me, right? I agree. I mean, and then they were like, yeah, you could get, like, the next booster if you'd like. And I'm like, dude, mm -hmm. how if they even fucking really tested this one? Which one of these are we mm -hmm. on? Like, I wouldn't give this to my cat at this point. You know, one of the stuff that I thought was like really good in the beginning of the episode was just, you know, they they talk about the cholesterol and statin, the history of those drugs, and the the damage that was done by it, and the lawsuits that followed. And I thought, man, the the sections where they were talking about just the, the how kind of corrupt that that whole industry can be, right? Not maybe it's not all of it, but just that it's kind of set up to really like where a lot of research is dependent on funding that comes from those drug companies or through insurance, uh, you know, and it, it was really kind of unsettling to hear, you know, all those. I think they said something like concealed the concealed conflicts of interest is what he used a lot right yeah i thought well, that was like the, the that was the biggest take home for me was just how how lacking in transparency the industry is and like how everything's funding funded and the, the research all that was just crazy to me i well i think this is why this guy has credibility still i mean he still gets to be on the bbc and england is very pro this whole thing like, I've been there well, twice during this, and literally, uh -huh. there's a few people that I know that are that are more skeptical, but most of everyone is kind of just fully on board, and they're, like, adamantly so, aggressively so, especially older people. Yeah. Uh, so the fact uh -huh. that he can still kind of get on TV, I think that it was helpful that before he spoke out about this – he really uh -huh. brought good information forward on the statin thing and yeah, sure. the right people looked into it and good data came out of it that clearly had been skewed 
I mean, a trillion dollar business, he said, um, globally. Yeah. yeah. That's well, so much money, Trevor. Oh, it's insane. It's, it's insane. so and much what, what money. Was that? They had one quote. I wrote it down. What did they say? They said, if, uh, oh, where did it go? Like, you know, the greater the, 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 the great like the more money that can be made in made in that industry the less likely that it's going to oh here it is the greater the financial interest in a given field the less likely the research findings are going to be true yeah there's some doc I, john ionitis or something like that right i do I remember that so, and you know and yeah. that's important that's important to always look at and and also mm -hmm. if you bring that forward to you know what he's mainly talking about here and the covid thing that's an insane yeah. amount of money. So already, yeah, we, we, just based on that kind of idea, we you have to be skeptical, or you should be. I didn't see enough people that I really believed were... I, I just couldn't believe how many people were not skeptical of this. And I didn't even have that bit of fact, but I kind of assumed, mm -hmm. right? It was just a bit of an assumption. I think there's a bit of a, a question here with also agreeable people and not really agreeable people. And and what I mean is, mm. is uh, you're more agreeable than me. This is why you've always been more likable. And, and I think, yeah, okay. But I think it plays in, <laughs> you know, it's not like I, I pick fights on purpose, but if I see five things going okay, and then one area, mm -hmm that is is like not cool you know maybe in my uh -huh. workplace there's like one guy who's a bit of a tyrant i do generally get into it with that person because i don't i don't yeah, like yeah. that i don't just ignore it and say yeah. well it's it's okay over here so i'll just stick to this bit of the job and i do have a tendency to like lean towards that and maybe that's a part of this as well yeah yeah, I mean, you were also burned by this really early on. You know what I mean? You you had more reason, and we don't have to go into it, but um, you know, from from right from the get go when this pandemic kicked off and hit California, you know, you got the raw end of the deal, and um, and that's got to you know that's your foundation for this whole thing. You know, it's hard to overcome that, but you do have that inclination to also just kind of headbutt whatever whatever you think is uh you know something that just kind of rubs you wrong yeah which you know it's got its play. yeah i guess i guess you gotta have those people let's play you another clip though and uh yeah hey, real quick i got a question about something one, oh yeah do thing. it do it so since you're from england go um he so he talked about like getting on the on the media a lot right he kept referencing this gb news and i didn't I didn't know anything about it. This, it, you know, like as a as a as a network, you know, because he did mention BBC like once, or especially like on like like the early stuff that, about the cholesterol and statins. But it's GB News is just like a. When I looked it up, like on like media bias fact check, it was it sounded kind of like a, like a, a like a new upstart during the pandemic, kind of like, you know, One America News or something like that. Oh right, or oh, like you know uh, what what's what's the other one, The Wire. Oh, I don't know. Like oh. OAN is what it made me think of. Oh, okay. Well, but there's just like other, like more right wing mm -hmm. um, kind of news and 
and talked. I mean, look, no doubt though, he was probably pushed out, mm -hmm. right? To some degree. Yeah, that's what I wondered. Yeah. Like, is this a credible, like somebody that, like an agency or a network that you knew of, or is it like, I don't BBC know enough about it. They had some pressure to, to like not bring him on the air anymore because of, because he was pushing back on the common narrative or. Yeah. But also was... let's look at Dr. Robert Malone early on and people wanted to slam him mm -hmm. so bad. They tried to cancel Rogan over it. Um, it's still to this day, my most downloaded review. Um, mm. it's, it's a guy that like had the majority of the patents for the MRNA, um, technology that they used. He had mm. an incredible career where he's worked with everybody in the game and like is a massive consultant across the board. And this is mm. literally the first thing he spoke out about. And he's right at the end of his career. He wasn't writing a mm. book and it, it really has like banned him from everything. Mm. I just can't believe that somebody would speak out and be so wrong when so many people thought before that he was so correct and, and valuable for all the information that they needed. It's, mm. That just doesn't line up. Yeah. It's like, okay, so all of a sudden he loses his mind out of nowhere, comes forward yeah, and speaks against this thing, and then just gets slammed and crushed for it, yet is the guy that made the thing that we're using. Yeah. Yeah, I, don't, I actually don't know much about the guy, so I don't can't speak to it. But I agree, if, you know, if, you're, if you're respected in the field and then you go against the grain one time and they they gun you. There's something questionable. Yeah, you, t you take a big impact. I want to play uh, the yep. whistleblower clip real quick, though. Cool. A whistleblower from a prestigious university in the UK contacted me, cardiologist, and he said to me, uh, he was very upset. He said, it seems something I've got to tell you. I don't know what to do, but I, I need to tell you this. I said, what is it? He says, Our, this research group had accidentally found with the use of coronary imaging techniques, so this is specialized high-tech scans of the arteries of the heart, that in the vaccinated, there was mm, increased inflammation of the arteries of the heart, and it wasn't there in the unvaccinated, which again would increase heart attack risk. But they had a cl closed meeting and they said, we're not going to publish these findings or talk about it further because it may affect our funding from the drug industry. Yeah, so, and this is kind of yep. something that he pointed out early on in in you know his work right what's difficult with this one is this goes against a lot of of the kind of uh, um peer-reviewed stuff that you've sent me over the years or other people have referenced you know over the past three years like look you know even if the vaccines aren't great like it's four to six times less dangerous than actually getting the COVID, right? And that just happens over and over and over again. And I'm sure people aren't just completely making this up. I never really yeah. believe that, right? Mm -hmm. uh, you know, people are looking into things and, and doing science and data on it. Yet, you know, you hear something like this, and and I'm also tired of just being like, oh, this is just one source and that's it. 
all right, well, okay, but we all know the pressure that everybody felt. I mean, especially someone, if Dr. Malone can't come out and speak against it and he has all the patents, like all of them for this, made it, knows how it works and can't say a bad thing about it and gets destroyed, what do you think the pressure would be like on other people gathering really good information? You know, maybe they work at universities. Yeah. Maybe they work at John Hopkins. And they're just like, shit, I don't think we can do the science like we used to do. So let's just ignore this. Right. And that's yeah. that's one example. How many more could there be? And And, and should we just pretend that there weren't a lot more and ultimately these these are you know these are your kids dude right you have kids small kids and you got them vaccinated right yeah okay and what happens if like a bunch of those studies come out and it's like yeah it's super bad and also young people would like at zero risk right yeah and then, I mean, and upset, then later right? in life like one of them has like a, a heart issue or something you know mm-hmm. what i mean and i'm not saying this to yeah. freak you out but but like yeah. i i would want to know all the information like i don't have kids well, the... but jesus man sure. that freaks me out well yeah but you're you're dealing with a lot of what ifs you know what i mean like yeah all of us every single one of us would have wanted more time to get this thing figured out and make sure that these drugs were safe 100 i don't think anybody disagree with that you know you just like i said there's a lot of pressure and, and a tight timeline and it was falling apart and we didn't know what the hell was going on so you make uh you make exceptions for expediency right to try and get something out but you know like i wasn't worried about me or my kids really like even early on well early early on you know i was probably like everybody else and you're like fuck can i touch the gas pump am i gonna get this some crazy disease or oh yeah i was that dude but the the first couple of weeks i was i was wiping down amazon packages i wasn't not (laughs) taking it seriously I remember we were Zoom calling, and I was like, "Dude, this yeah. could wipe out the entire planet." Yeah, we were. We were. Everybody was scared, but like, you know, as things kind of progressed, and I think it this touches a little bit on what you said. Like, I remember at one point, you know, like watching the news, and hospitals are fucking are like overburdened, and there's there's not enough beds, and then like looking around and like, huh, I don't know anybody that's got this, and then. I, I and once I started knowing people, you know, I, I knew a guy that got it pretty like in back in March of twenty twenty and he was sick as shit, but I didn't know anybody that had died on it for died from it for like the first year and a half, maybe almost two years, it seemed like. Um I, and so I wasn't really worried about like me and my kids at that point. I was like, shit, if my folks get this, my parents, you know, because you know, they're in their middle to late sixties. Yeah. I don't know what it's gonna do to them. You know, that was my biggest concern for getting me and my kids vaccinated just because we wanted to be around my family. But it doesn't stop transmission. They've known this for a long time. So how would that help? They never said it. They never said it was going well, you know, there was kind of like this narrative, like it could, but it was like going and looking back and like at the early, um, 
like the the clearance or whatever to for the drug companies to start testing it was never one of the requirements of the drug and oh but that, but that definitely was not the narrative and you can't blame the news well, for that that's what they were you know, told it, they were told that it did you get this you will not it, spread it that is 100 percent what was being said across the board yeah dude in, in early 20 if you go back and look I, me- I remember stuff like i remember the conversation being that right I don't remember where it originated from, but if you go back and you look at like news reports and studies from um, late 20, well, no, early 2021, mid 2021, you know, they say um, that they don't, or, nor are they intended to stop transmission or infection rates. But there was like, I've, I was able to find clips from like, I think I found one from National Geographic that I sent you where they said, the ship blocks transmission, but nobody else like the this the like the research companies and like the drug companies weren't saying that at the time. So I'm curious. I, I think that was. I wondered if that was like part of like the hey everybody. Well, CNN CNN was definitely saying that 100. percent They were saying that. What's what's the main chick on CNN? What's her so, name? So like in I I sent you one article that I was able to find from CNN. Because I did some digging on that because I, I knew you'd say something. Okay. And what, that one article uh, on the CNN on CNN said that fully vaccinated people who get COVID nineteen breakthrough infection can transmit the virus, and this is from uh, like early twenty one. But All right. I agree. It was I that was the narrative. I agree. That's what people were saying. Like if you get it, that's what people were saying. I don't remember like anything authoritative. You know what I mean. That was that article was August twenty one, so it was a little bit later than I remember, but still, I think it was a common narrative. I agree with you. Yeah, and and I'm sh- like I, I can't be bothered to look up a clip because then it's just like all right, that's just a clip. But but yeah, I know, dude, for sure, for sure, some of those news people said that, and but it, it just it. goes back to it. Okay, so we knew this. Then if you're worried about your parents and you're not worried about your kids. Then what is the vaccine doing for them? Yeah, because like you said, like the narrative was is that it was slowing all that stuff down. You know, especially like going into twenty the end of twenty twenty and the beginning of twenty one. We probably got vaccinations probably by the, the summer or the fall. That was the idea, right? Is that you would slow it down or not pass it on to somebody. For sure. That was the idea. Okay. Okay, so you got the vaccines for you yourself and the kids under the pretext of the idea that it would stop transmission, which they were floating around, yeah. right? So yeah. I, I yeah. don't blame you for idea, doing it, it because they were saying yeah. that. It was definitely like well, floating around there. I know. I was trying to find it, though. It's like, man, I like that was that was the line of thinking. But whenever I tried to go find information about like, well, what were we saying back then? I, I had a hard time finding a lot of stuff that or anything that said this stops transmission. And I found a lot of information to the contrary. So that was kind of surprising to me whenever I started reading into it for you know, our discussion tonight. Well, let me ask you this then. So now that you know that it doesn't, the pharmaceutical companies didn't say it. It maybe was just yep. inflated by the news to or mm-hmm. even the government because like those two yep. together were kind maybe. of on the same team mostly for like pushing mm-hmm. this. 
yeah. now you're hearing some things about, okay, these potentially from these cardiologists that don't want to speak out because they're very concerned. So there's a lot of silencing, a lot of pressure there. A lot of funding is going to get taken away from them potentially. Mm-hmm. Do you have more concern for what the results of the vaccine may be on you and your family? Hmm. Yeah, I mean, I don't think, you know, like if there's some resurgence today, I would probably not go through it again. But it's hard to say if another instance of the uh, another, like another virus or something popped up, you know, and we were in kind of dire straits like we were in 2020 and didn't know what the hell was going on. Would I not do it again? I don't know. You know, I, I feel like um, uh, a lot of, I don't know. I guess I don't know. Yeah. It's hard to say. But, but it, you got to take those case by case, right? Really? Yeah. Because yeah. It, if it was a completely different thing, then it's a different it's a whole it's different, a different thing. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It's a whole different thing. No, that's, yeah. You're right. Yeah. I don't, you know, I don't, I don't know, man. I think, um, Hey, I'm not trying to put you on the spot had... or make you feel bad about any decisions. No, I know you're, I a, care, we're, we're you're a fantastic family, man. You love your kids. Yeah. You're excellent at taking care of everybody and even your friends. But it, it just yeah. makes me think that the, the way we were given information Mm-hmm. could ultimately have been more dangerous, right? For certain yeah, maybe. areas of the population. For certain groups. Right? Maybe. But, you know, I think that there's going to be a lot more. I think, you know, after reading a little bit about it lately, it's like I, I think there's still a lot of a lot of research that needs to be done. I still think we're kind of early on in the understanding of, of the drug that we took and of the disease. You know, I think we're just going to know more, but... You know, I don't know anybody that had an adverse reaction other than just feeling like shit for a day or two. You know, I don't know anybody that had heart issues. And I mean, it's anecdotal, but I didn't yeah. see anything. Uh, I, I don't either, to be honest. Yeah. I mean, Rogan said he knew somebody that had a stroke, you know? Yeah. I'm not going to lie. Yeah. I thought I heard of somebody that possibly had a stroke, and I was very concerned about that. But... I guess it turned out that it was maybe not a stroke, so I don't know what to think. But hmm. um, yeah, that was literally the only one, and that person is very dear to my heart, and I was very concerned. Um, yeah. it, otherwise, yeah. these things are more long-term, right? If it's a heart yeah. thing, it may not be seen for a while. I mean, you would have to probably go in and get your heart checked, which is you know what that previous clip was about. Um, yeah. yeah, and that and that's the difficult part of this is like, yeah. do we not get to find out for a few decades, and then the damage uh, is done? Yeah. But maybe it's yeah, nothing, like, right? Maybe we can just be like, oh, the the weird rise in heart attacks that we're seeing right now is just because you know people didn't exercise a lot during COVID. Right, this is what they're kind of attributing to, but almost every country has a massive rise in heart attacks right now. 
have you found anything on that like i've I've heard that you know like you know i think that there's this common thread of just like everybody just goes with whatever the talking heads are saying talking heads are people that just are opinion pieces you know like tucker carlson or any of the news talking heads right they're just they're entertainment and you know i don't i haven't found anything like is there it like a significant increase in heart attacks i've heard it yeah, I, so I, it up, I mean, I, I just it. did a general Google search on it after hearing uh -huh. it lots of times. And uh -huh. um, in the UK, there definitely has uh -huh. been. So let me write, just write, here we go. Increased, uh, increase in heart disease year by year. Yeah, so cardiovascular disease related deaths jumped from 874,000 in 2019 to uh -huh. 100,000 more in late 2020. And then okay. da, 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 the numbers have surpassed the previous high of 910,000 from 2003 to over a million. So a okay. jump of like, so eh, it's slightly less than 200,000. Um, uh, maybe we got yeah, lazier. Maybe there's a million but, yeah, other reasons, well, but sure. But when yeah. a but when a cardiologist is talking about seeing these things happening, and then yeah, you know, knows this other whistleblower that yeah, you know, is talking about this. I just wonder how many cardiologists are not sure. discussing this potential connection and it, and it seems like pretty easy data co to collect did you get the vaccine did you not and if it's overwhelmingly yeah. in one direction that's a huge concern yeah i i agree but i, I mean you also we got to see some studies that parses out all that information right like okay like look up alcohol intake over the last two years and how yeah. that's increased across all western countries you know there's all these other things that's a good point because if there was one thing i noticed during COVID, is mostly everyone's <laughs> trash can was just bottles of wine fucking tanked the whole time man <laughs> especially 2020 jesus that was fun yeah in ways it was fun no i get but, it i get it um, you know I there's all it. these confounding issues that we that you those are tough things to study I know, um, but so it, but also I I just don't I don't like this energy that comes with we just got to forget about it and move on. Look, forget about all the bad bits, uh, yeah. Forget about all the no. fighting, but don't forget mm -hmm. about figuring out what happened, right? Yeah, like if it is we all drank at home and didn't work out, okay, then fine, let that be that. Good. If it's something yeah. else, like. We have to put all of that together. And mm -hmm. I'm really hoping the pressures and the biases will reduce because clearly there's yeah. been a lot of pressure. Clearly there's yeah. been a ton of, of um, bias towards funding, you know, mm -hmm. and, and narrative in the news and pressure on careers. Let, is it okay now if we're talking about just letting it go? Let's let those things go. Mm -hmm. So we can sit back and really assess. All the data's there. It's like the nice thing is it didn't all get destroyed like all the data in the Wuhan yeah. lab, by the yeah. way. It's like it's <laughs> it's there. We is have the data. Is we can go true? back. What? Uh-huh. 
is you're that... saying that 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 all the data in Wuhan has been destroyed? Is that the thing? Is oh yeah, thing? supposedly. Yeah, they just wiped they wiped well, everything supposedly. out of that place. I yeah. mean, well, do you no, do you I... believe that they wouldn't have? I mean, you, you, how long ago was it you sent me a study that said that it came yeah. from the market? And it was a peer-reviewed study. Or 21? Yeah. Yeah. Peer-reviewed study. It it definitely came from the market, was that conclusion. It, it came they, from the market, was like analyzing the data, yeah. Mm. Yeah. Because they well, had a bunch of dots. A bunch of dots around the market. Other... Well... I mean that's what science that's what you do with science man you 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 got to keep keep studying at it and repeat it and see if you get the same results but I, and and since then we've seen some you know whisperings from the from from our government that it, it did come from the lab so I don't know but I you know I I agree with you Adam like I don't think it should be swept under the rug I think that you know like uh all that stuff with the unethical actions of drug companies and universities and and agencies and groups that study these types of things it's really important that we get transparency and regulation of those that whole industry cleared up um and we you know if there was any unethical behavior in the government if you know our folks in our administration or in the different agencies that were responsible for the response were corrupt and on the take and that was their sole motivation yeah man we should nail them to the wall i 100 percent agree and i think most people would you know but, nobody wants people to get away with it but we can't we cannot prove sue them no we we can't anyway even if we can prove it pfizer you moderna the they have they have complete they have immunity yeah 100 percent. and it and it yep. seems like fauci does too like we're under duress um it seems like it i i don't know it may be maybe i like the, the the problem that we face now is like the division in our country is such that you can't like nobody trusts anybody so we can't like put together a, a panel of investigators to go dig into it and any and the likelihood that anybody would trust the results or the outcomes of that would be like Slim, probably. Yeah, that's true. You know, how do you how do you how do you bring that together where you can, where where you know if it if it falls one way or the other, like oh Fauci did it and he you know made all this money and he was part of some broad grand conspiracy around the globe to release uh uh this strain of virus that wasn't wasn't lethal but we can make a a hundred billion dollars off of it. No, or, I do, I don't even think you know, that's the narrative. I think no, the narrative no, yeah. is I mean, that sure. Fauci was a part of gain of function, which they tried to change mm -hmm. the definition of while he was being interrogated by Congress. But that's not, how, but that's not how they frame it, though, dude. They frame it like, like there's this, this, this grand conspiracy. I mean, they there's a group of people. It's probably a small group of people, like everything. Yeah, but that's nonsense, that, dude. That's QAnon. All right. What happened? I would imagine is that. Dude, listen to listen to the people. Listen to Marjorie Taylor. Listen to the people that are elected in office right now. The stuff that they're talking. About. Oh well, she's insane. It's really. Dude. She's nuts. I know. I'm just. We don't have to go there. I, no, I no, know, I get but... it. I get it. There's there's energy behind these groups. Like I talked to the Q and Honors yeah. in 2020 in the summer of that, and you know, 
they they were like wow. weirdly on my side yeah. with what I was thinking about COVID, mm-hmm. but everything else they yeah. said was batshit crazy. So I was like, well, I'm definitely not like or, you, but most of my friends or are what you were something saying else. Batshit crazy. No, they were just they were just being anti. <laughs> Why was just that one thing? They they were yeah they were being anti like freedom, right? Yeah, and anything yeah. that they didn't trust pharmaceutical companies. And mm-hmm. they didn't trust the idea that they could, that they should have a drug put in them, and you know someone was going to massively profit from it, right? Mm-hmm. And tracking uh, devices that. yeah, and, and like they went with magnets and all the rest of it. So, yeah. but then of course the rest of COVID was nuts. I mean, the rest of QAnon yeah. was nuts. And then for mm-hmm. me, where I was, like traveling in between these things, I just saw so many of the people that I usually agree with that were like full on, like, we got to just do this. This is what's happening. And I couldn't make sense of that either. Yeah. I, I, I like had nowhere yeah. to be. So it was it was very destabilizing. I want to play one sure. more clip, though, as yeah. we get to the end of this. And yeah. I want to see, do I have the right one? Here we go. You good? In my whole career, looking at all the drugs and knowing about many different drugs that are prescribed, I've never seen something, when you look at the data, which has such poor effectiveness and such unprecedented harms in my career. It's like nothing I've ever seen before. Um, I, uh, which was simultaneously promoted heavily. Not just promoted, it coerced, yeah. mandates. So... The, the key bit of data, right? People say, oh, lots of data, cherry picking, blah, blah. Just one bit of data alone should be enough to people to, to stop and think, oh my God, this is just unbelievable. So in the summer, towards the end of last year, second half of last year, the journal Vaccine, peer reviewed, this is like the highest impact medical journal for vaccines, right? They published a reanalysis of Pfizer and Moderna's original double-blinded, randomized controlled trials. So this is the level, the highest quality level of evidence, okay? With all the caveats, drug industry sponsored, all that stuff, right? But still the, what we call the highest quality level of evidence. Done by independent researchers. Joseph Freeman uh, from Louisiana, he's an ER doctor, clinical data scientist, associate editor of the BMJ, Peter Doshi, Robert Kaplan from Stanford, right? Some very eminent in terms of eminence of integrity, right? I'm not for eminence-based medicine, but I'm for people who have eminence of integrity, right? They published this reanalysis. And what they found was this. In the trials that led to the approval by the regulators, we'll get into regulators in a minute around the world, you were more likely to suffer a serious adverse event from taking the vaccine, hospitalization, disability, life-changing event, than you were to be hospitalized with covid Hmm. Yeah, I mean that's a heavy, uh, heavily implication. How many studies like that would have to come out before you would believe that to be true? Like I'm inclined to mm-hmm. believe that's in- true because of all the rest of the things that we've talked about, which I've been seeing mm-hmm. over these years: the biases, the money, the way that they put trials together. Um, Mm -hmm. you know, the pressures that I knew good science was probably being held down because Mm -hmm. people felt like they were going to lose their job. 
um, you know, my first inclination was that of that was just holding general regular conversations with people and being shut down like at a bar where I'm just having a drink. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, wow, I was mm -hmm. just completely shut down by like a kind of irate, crazy Karen that mm -hmm. was like, I cannot even think the way that I'm thinking because I'm a danger. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, I can't imagine what's happening at the university levels where people are trying sure. to create data and research. Like how many of those sorts of things would you have to hear before you could, would it have to outweigh what you saw over the last three years with peer-reviewed mm -hmm. studies and, you know, where mm -hmm. COVID came from a wet market type studies or like, No, I mean, I, I, I don't know how to answer that. I don't know, like, if um, to me it would depend on, like, so I mean, we're, you're referencing a study, right? And a study does not, does not, uh, won't ever sell me. But you know, if it's, if it's, if, you know, I, I try to 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 read and uh, like. I'll I'll go pull, um, pull a study, and read through the paper and just try and read through the conclusion. You know, I don't know enough about it to to like dissect the methods or anything like that. But but this isn't um, like a wacky you know, one. This isn't like the ITT tech of science, as well. Nice reference. Yeah, yeah, it's a good one. I was thinking <laughs> well, Phoenix I, I University know, for like, a minute, I, but yeah, I would I would just have to to see it and weigh it you know what i mean like once like okay one study sure that's like if it's if it's sound and and it seems like um like it that it holds up to scrutiny you know that that has a lot of weight for sure it does and it's something that you gotta you gotta think you gotta kind of you have to take into consideration at least i i would um you know that's something that that i've I, I listening to this episode, I definitely came away from, uh, away from it with, with a you know a different perspective. I thought it was really good, and I think it highlighted a lot of issues in the system. But still, I I think I, a lot of I still have a lot of faith in the scientific process. You know, and so I I would have to see just kind of how it bears out in other studies. Yeah, I mean, I I do as well, and I actually never lost faith in the scientific process. What I was concerned mm -hmm. about is we weren't actually seeing a representation of what the scientific process was, mm -hmm. and that was what was freaking me out. And, well, and I think what I really got out of this episode was less like mm -hmm. the things that he was saying, you know? It's like... Um, mm -hmm. I appreciated it. I think it's a narrative that should mm -hmm. be discussed. But I was really sure. happy that it sounds like, you know, whistleblowers have coming forward and there are these legitimate studies from really well-respected, peer-reviewed journals that are coming forward with data that they probably are getting pushback on. And it's like it's like yeah. people are getting brave enough to do it. And and you could say, well, they they you know they're just it's it's definitely will get a lot of uh, publicity 
if you make one of those, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Um, but it does take away a lot of the factors that we talked about earlier. There's like not a money incentive. Like they're clearly not yep. going to make a lot of money out of it. And if anything, they risk uh, jeopardizing their own reputation, which in the scientific community is everything to these people. Right. Which, which to me, when somebody is speaking out, adds more legitimacy because it's been so much easier to be on the side of just go with it and mm-hmm. take it and everything was bad. Like that was an easy side to be on. So I'm always curious when somebody speaks out against it. Like because the, that that whole narrative of like follow the money, it does kind of stand mm-hmm. And if there's no money to be made, what is somebody really saying? And it's hard for me, especially in that Dr. Robert Malone podcast, it was hard for mm-hmm. me to believe that he just was nuts and didn't care right. about people. I just did not believe it. I think mm-hmm. if he had come on and was selling a book, I would have been way more suspicious. But they just – the. He wasn't. He was about to be destroyed, and he knew it. But he had to talk mm-hmm. about it on the largest platform that would allow him on when no one else would. Right. And I, that's that's about you know, as I actually brave didn't, as I didn't it gets. I didn't listen to that one, man. I, I I need to listen to it. I actually didn't listen to that one, so I'll go back and listen to it. But oh, yeah, you know, it's for, pretty old now. You know, take take yeah, but take that uh, take that same logic or a thought process and apply it to this conversation with Matra, you know, like what does he have to gain by, by coming out uh, in the way that he has? And, you know, I think he probably, well, uh, hold on. He has a documentary. So technically, I don't know if he's making money off it. Probably. Yeah. Yeah. But I don't know. I don't, maybe you don't get into documentaries necessarily to make money. No, not usually. I I think Al Gore was the last guy to make a lot of money from a documentary and we're supposed to be 20 feet underwater. You remember that one? I, uh, I do remember. I don't remember what it's called off the top of my head. Yeah. But I know what you're talking about. Yeah. It was, it was just like an environmental one and he was like, oh, by 2020, we'll all be drowned. It was like, well, close. <clears throat> Nailed it. Yeah. Also, <laughs> I care about yep. the environment. I'm not saying I don't, but that that was not a great prediction. I'll go. Well done. I actually never watched it. So I, don't know. <laughs> I, I believe that you probably like really like took a deep dive into that documentary. And oh yeah, dude, my dad's are, uh, a huge environmentalist. I was raised that way. Mm-hmm. I I liked it sure. when I watched it. I was like, fuck yeah. I was only 20 years old then. I was into it. I was recycling my cans and pulling straws out of turtles' noses. I was doing everything I could. Yeah, and now look at you. (laughs) Yeah, that's it. Hunting bears in Montana, baby. Just like burning oil like on the side of just outside your house in a barrel just for the sake of it. Whatever. I still drive drive a four-cylinder, bro. Relax. (laughs) I don't even have an American proper car for a japanese one oh, well gas prices up in montana. <laughs> i get no respect up here but i need to think about <laughs> gas prices yeah well it'll there we go but so but to your point like i'm curious you know like uh you know what is what's his 
with his uh, benefit from taking the stance that he has. You know, you gotta you gotta look at it with equal scrutiny. You know what I mean? And I think you know he he's, he's definitely uh, well. You know, I mean, he's a cardiologist. I he give keeps him props for that. he keeps getting fired. So I don't think that's a huge benefit for him. No, that's true. That's true. Yeah. What did he have to work for free for a year? Imagine going through medical he school and doing that. that. How many doctors do we know? I know like I know probably like six or seven fairly well. Yeah. Um yeah. I, and I and I think they're good people. I don't think yeah. with their student loans and how hard they work that any of them would take a stance even close to that. Unless they were mm -hmm. self destructive, which I don't feel like right. this person is. Yeah. So you know, when it comes when it comes down to it, like the 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 part of the conversation that was talking about just the the lack of transparency in that whole industry, I mean that 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 really hit home with me, and it's, I, that's something that that needs to be a bigger conversation. So I'm I'll, I'll watch his documentary because I'm really curious to see kind of how he brings information to light and how he frames everything. Yeah, I mean, but you know. I, through all this, I don't want anyone to be more confused. I don't want to be more confused. But I think it's yeah. okay to be more skeptical, always. And I don't think yeah. that that is bad. I think when I people agree. do that, they're thinking. They're yeah. thinking. Because there were a lot of people telling us what to do. And I, mm -hmm. I don't think that when we look back, they knew what they were necessarily talking about a lot of the time. And mostly I'll mm -hmm. point to the news on that one, right? Yeah. I think ultimately okay. it sounds like the news got you and your family vaccinated, not science. And, and you know, no, I mean, they kind of need to be responsible. Looking. Well, it got a lot of people, I, Trevor. It wasn't just you. Well, I mean, I got I the know. vaccine too. I'm not an anti-vaxxer. Well, I got the damn thing. I don't watch the news, though, is my point. Like, I, you know, I went to, I did go to the CDC, you know, I went to different universities that were, that were looking at it, like Johns Hopkins, and I was trying to figure out for myself what, what we should do, because you got to take it seriously. But I do think that the news uh, has a big impact on the narrative, obviously. Um, yeah, but, but hold on, I'm not going to let you off on this point. If you went there, and the, and they said that the, it wasn't, gonna reduce transmission how did you come up with that conclusion no 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 i i only you know in looking back and now trying to find what like i didn't know i don't i don't whenever i like after listening to this podcast and trying to go back and look i i found you know the documentation from the cdc and from like pfizer and stuff where they said that the it's not a goal of of this effort is to reduce transmission. I, I didn't find any of that stuff. I just, I was affected by the narrative. I don't remember seeing it in any of the literature that it was going to stop it for sure. Um, well, the CDC, but the, luckily for them, gets to update their website all the time. And unless you take screenshots, it's hard to remember okay. what used to be on there. Maybe that's true. Maybe that's true. It's. I mean, it's public domain, right? You should be able to... No, uh, yeah, maybe. Well, but, but that's my maybe question here. I'm curious to where yeah. you heard that. Like, where yeah. was it such, uh, a, like, a truthful narrative that, you, like, we already I, said that the 
CDC may not have said it. Pharmaceutical companies mm -hmm. didn't. Um, yeah. So it must have been a truth, and you're not someone that takes things lightly. I know that you look into yeah. things, you research stuff, and this is mainly my, my concern with these sorts of things. Yeah. It's it, this yeah, is where it gets confusing. I, I remember, right? Yeah, I agree. Now I just remember like you know reading into it and like you know all of us sitting around like trying to figure out like well shit do we do we take this thing? Yeah, it looks like the data showing that they're safe. It looks like the data showing that they're gonna they're gonna reduce the the likelihood that you're gonna get sick or that you're gonna have severe uh, response. You know, it's just this. And then I don't remember for sure, I guess now, like where I, where I picked up whether or not I would be able to pass it to my parents. You know, that was just something that maybe I just listened to what everybody else was saying. Um, yeah. Which, which it's again, no, it's a, it's a back. legitimate concern, right? It's like when yeah. I go back to England, yeah. I don't want to get my mom sick. I don't want, yeah. she's old. Like, I, I yeah. don't want to get us sick either. And, um, yeah. but it turns out vaccines won't help with that, folks. So <laughs> they will just slightly reduce how much you get sick. And the efficacy right now seems like it's about 20%. So almost mm. nothing. Like a, like a common flu uh, vaccine, it's about 20 to 30% efficacy. Yeah. It's about that. So there we go. Then, then you know. If you got the flu one, get that one. All right. Well, Trev, I appreciate this, man. And uh yeah. it's nice it's nice to have an argument that doesn't get the blows when when people have you know, like in a lot of ways very different opinions on things. And and that's a big part of stuff that I've definitely picked up on the Rogan podcast is like how mm -hmm. to attempt those conversations. I like to go head first. You know this. We've got into it, we've got yeah. heated. Yeah. And it's yeah. it's just so much more useful to be like, all right, we we can figure this out without getting heated, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, for sure. I mean, we have to. We get we got to do it. You know, like the just across the country, we got to figure out a way to have conversations. And I think that's one thing that's been good from the Joe podcast is just it's it's given that space for conversation you know i don't i think that there's probably a lot of people that just take everything that they hear on the podcast as gospel but it's i think it, it's really changed the the way that we have conversations you know it's there's all these other podcasts now that are really having good conversation now so for sure i mean that's a good it. point i think it's like led the way for like lex friedman huberman yeah peterson you know, and it, and possibly in a lot yep. of ways, um, you know, people at least with with like more backed up factual stuff may even do it better than yep. Rogan. You know, he he wings yep. a lot of it, bless him, and I love that. He does. I love that about the show. It, yeah, it. but it keeps it it keeps it so much more casual. But I think it adds that legitimacy yeah. to people that are like heavily backed up with facts, like Peterson. Yeah, for sure like Lex Friedman, like Andrew Huberman, yeah. because, yeah. you know, it, it it allows this kind of new way of speaking and and yeah. put your opinions in with your facts. And it's, and it's spread over such a long period of time that 
that you have a real chance to understand it, right? Yep. It's like 60 minutes yep. used to be the only place we would get something even close, I think, right? No, you're right. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and it's so much more digestible than other other formats and like the, some of those other guys you mentioned for sure. Yeah. No, there's a, I mean, there's a real vibe to it for sure. Yeah. And it, well, also with the Huberman thing, it's like um, mm -hmm. so much of what he lays down is like good science and good everything. But unlike what you're saying about Rogan, where a few people, you know, plenty of people probably just follow him and believe everything. Andrew will bring yeah. up something and he'll be like, okay, all alcohol is bad. Never drink again. Well, I know plenty mm. of people that are going to be like, Andrew, thank you for that. It's good information. I believe it's true. And I'm going to definitely continue to have beers. Drinking. <laughs> because yeah. life yeah. is hard. Right. Love it. All right. Well, for this very unusual and special episode, <laughs> um, we are done. And uh, thank you guys for paying attention. If anyone made it to the end of this, I really appreciate it. Um, hopefully you made some sense out of it. And Trevor, thank you. Uh, it's been a pleasure always. You've always been a good friend, somebody that inspires me constantly to think and definitely always be a better person. And uh, I couldn't have I, – yeah, I couldn't find anybody to to have on the pod – that had, you know, a different kind of outlook on this that I would have wanted to talk to. So thanks for being here. Yeah, thanks for asking me, bud. I know it was just because all your your first choice was not available, but you know, I'll, I'll play uh, second fiddle for you anytime, my man. Yeah, you were like fourth choice, but I couldn't afford <laughs> yeah. them. I love you, brother. All right, yeah, thanks, guys, and we're checking with you next week. Appreciate you.